0: All right. Well, I am Real Lemon, and I am here with Inc. uh, to record the first episode of BracketCast. The untitled Smash Bracket Podcast. Welcome, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, welcome, and uh, thanks for tuning in and everyone who's listening. Um, The idea is that we are going to be recording a lot of uh, side content going over our opinions on – fights, more details about the, the matches and fighters that we look at, as well as talking about some of our rules and approaches to things. With any of our given videos, we have like 85 to 90%
1: of the research or conversations that I just can't include in the actual video, or you will click away. Even if you think you won't, I, I promise you that you will, if I try to stick everything into it.
0: Yeah, we have a lot of people asking us, like, why don't we include one feed or another for a character in a video? and. Almost every time, the answer is we have like a page of notes about that feat, and we just can't include it in a timely manner. And it didn't matter <laughs> because it was outclassed by something else, or our opinions on it were different, or something like that.
1: Right. So with the videos, you see the feats and research that's most directly relevant to what into our, uh, to what went into our decision uh, for the winner. But you don't see all the little things behind the scenes, uh, unless there's something that re- that's like real weird, like Fox's dad
0: being a whale. That I wanted to include. You don't see the the twelve hours of research I spend on plasma directing lightning through clouds for Pikachu. That ends up being completely irrelevant. Oh, that's such a sad story. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, today we're going to be talking about Bill versus Sephiroth and going over a lot of the feats that we weren't able to include in the video, as well as some of the most common arguments we see for both, both fighters. Um, mm-hmm. I have a list with me. My original plan was to go over literally every feat and argument for both characters. Um, and then as I started going through and compiling the arguments that I saw people bring up on YouTube and Discord and online forums and stuff like that, I began to realize that they they just fall into categories that we could address um, and still basically cover the same amount of stuff. And also we don't want to put out a 20 long or 20 hour long podcast for each episode.
1: (laughs) I do not have notes. I'm just here for the ride uh, and to give my thoughts on what Lemon has ready, which is kind of symbolic of this whole
0: series. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't talk much about our approach for this, but my thoughts are that I'm going to be presenting ink with a lot of the feats that we have looked at as a team Uh, for some of the fighters. He's seen a good portion of these and for a lot of others, he hasn't. Um Ink, how familiar do you think you are with like the detailed analysis we have on each of the feats? Um it depends
1: on the fighter, but for Sephiroth and Bill specifically, uh not too much for Bill and probably not too much for <laughs> Uh <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I know decently well what actually makes it into the video. Ink goes over, he does so much stuff for the channel, but a, a lot of that is uh, in regards to like the public face and putting together videos and making sure that scheduling and promotion and things like that go well. And so we have the research team so that he doesn't need to bog himself down with all the details about the fighters. And every time um, I
1: try answering a question about it,
0: I inevitably get it wrong. Yes, I just corrected him today. on one on YouTube. Uh, But yeah, anyway, so with that, he should have a relatively fresh take on a lot of the feats that we go through and a lot of the arguments. Um, But his thoughts are, like, we're pretty in line with how we think about things Mm -hmm. um, and any important decisions we do talk to him about. So uh, he's not totally outside the picture. But yeah, Yeah, anyway, without further ado, let's go on and get into it. Um, What do you think, Inc.? Uh, Should we... Do you think it's meaningful to go over and talk about all the different feats we looked at for these guys? Or should we just talk about arguments that we've seen? Because I kind of feel like the the arguments tend to cover the most relevant feats. Yeah. Not many people were talking about how Bill can <laughs> melt statues with his eyes uh, and how that should have been relevant in the fight. Would he, be,
1: would he have been able to melt Sephiroth's sword, though, is the question? No. <laughs> Um, Um, I think it's good to go through categories rather than specific feats. And then if there's any popular ones that we didn't get to
0: cover, we can talk about that um, afterward. Yeah, that's a good idea. Then I guess going over and starting with the, the strength of Bill as our first category. Um, he has a, a surprisingly decent amount of physical feats. Um, not quite to the level that people would expect from Bill, but he does things like, uh, lift up people made out of solid gold after he transforms them. He's blown up a few statues and buildings. Um, At one point he like levitated a giant pyramid, which is technically a strength feat for telekinesis because he has Mm -hmm. to hold that up. Um, But his most impressive stuff is He punched a giant crater into the ground when he was huge. He vaporized Time Baby, who, if we believe Bill, weighed nine trillion tons. That's
1: one we should get into
0: specifically later yes. on. Um, and then there were a couple of really ambiguous things where he was talking and saying, look how strong I could get if I were free. I could bite the world in half or carve a smiley face into America. Um, and those would be really impressive uh, feats of strength if we believe them. Um, which I don't think we made a firm call on in the video, right? We just, uh, left it. no, we US- kind of
1: said this could be a thing, but it also maybe isn't a thing. Um, and ultimately, believe it or not, it didn't really factor into the decision. Uh, yeah. If we totally discounted it, it would have made it even more one-sided.
0: Um, but yeah, I think for the purpose of the debate, we were treating him as if he could do things like that. Um, just to try and make it as even as we could. Um, but we didn't necessarily make a firm call on whether we actually believed that he could Uh, let, let's talk a little bit about that sequence then, and then we can get into the time baby stuff. Okay. So uh, at one point in the show, Bill is talking to Ford and he's trying to get some information from Ford that he doesn't have uh, that bill doesn't have. Um, And as part of that, That endeavor, he is trying to brag about how powerful he is. He creates this projection, uh, this illusion of him growing huge and biting the planet in half, uh, flying through the solar system, um, and offers Ford a galaxy in return for this information. Um... And a lot of people feel like that should be something that is universally accepted because Bill doesn't lie in regards to his deals. People say that. People say that. People who have seen this who've seen the show? Supposedly. Um, <laughs> I don't get the argument because one of the the major plot points is him lying to Dipper about a deal uh, to help recover some information from a laptop he found. Um, and yeah, he just, he just straight up lied there.
1: Then and at the end, isn't he like, Dipper's like, wait, we have a deal. And Bill's
0: like, oh, sorry. <laughs> He's like, sucks to be <laughs> you. Doesn't matter anymore. Cause I have your body. What people I focus think- on in that scene is that Bill was asking for a puppet and Dipper thought he meant a sock puppet, but Bill meant. Dipper as his puppet. And so people are like, see, he was just being tricky with his words, which he was. And that was clever. But the part that they forget to mention is that he, he did just lie about his end of the bargain. The thing that he would actually do, which is help, uh, help Dipper get the information from that laptop. Uh, So I, I don't have a lot of trust that bill
1: is truthful about his deals. They're like moving him into D and D devil territory.
0: Yeah, they treat him as very lawful (laughs) evil, I suppose, where when it is in regards to the deals, he doesn't lie. And in general, I do think he operates like that. Uh, Like in this very sequence, he was about to go invade Ford's mind and then Ford reminded him of the rules where he had to make a deal first. uh, And that's why he was trying to make this offer. So it does seem like he abides by a set of code uh, or personal laws, what have you. Uh, for the most part, but he's definitely not above breaching that. Um, I I would hope so, because otherwise
1: that would have the implication that there was something missing from the uh, dream demon code that didn't let you burn down your own dimension. And that seems like a big oversight to me.
0: <laughs> I guess it's possible he adopted the code after that. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he I've was- gone
1: too far. I need to rein it in.
0: Uh, the axolotl does say he's uh, torn up about it. Feels guilty. Supposedly. I don't know if I buy that based on his behavior. I don't but. I don't trust that guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, even regardless of whether Bill was telling the truth or not, it's a really weird <laughs> argument to me because the whole point is after Bill gets free from Gravity Falls, and after he has a significant amount of time to grow in power, he will get to this point. And that just... It hasn't happened. Like, it's not like Gravity Falls weakens Bill. It's just that he can't leave. He's still getting stronger at the same rate that he would if he were free. It's just that he's not able to use that strength anywhere but Gravity Falls. This um, is giving me sonic
1: flashbacks to saying if you keep if you keep getting better, eventually you'll be faster
0: than light. <laughs> yeah, um, I, uh, I saw a lot of arguments like that um, where – People just said if if Bill were stronger, he would have won. And I agree with them.
1: <laughs> I, I agree with that, too. I also saw someone say if Bill wasn't made by Disney, he would have won.
0: Yep. Um, that Which, one. maybe, yeah. I guess. Uh, but I don't know. The yeah. the point is, even if Bill was telling the truth, we have no idea how long that would have taken. Um, it. I mean, you could argue that the the scene is literal and that as soon as the barrier was broken, he would grow to be as strong as he was showing off. But I don't think that is the more reasonable interpretation, both with how long bill has been alive and operating, which Mm -hmm. is like a trillion years or something. Um, and also with how he has been portrayed, which is really powerful and getting more powerful every second. And, and we see that growth through the show and it's not enough to get to the level of biting planets in half in like a day, even, (laughs) Uh, So I don't know, it's just, it's a weird argument to me, because even if we believe him, that's like so far off in the future that it doesn't seem like it should matter. Time frame is something that
1: I think is a factor in a lot of statements and feats that doesn't always get given the consideration it needs. I'm sure we'll get into it in the future, but it talks about Bill burning down his own dimension.
0: I guess that's a strength feat, yeah, or technically, is a lot of people say he burned down a dimension and therefore is universal. Yeah,
1: so that would that would involve a couple layers not to get too off topic. Uh, First off, how much effort does it take to burn down or how much energy does it take to burn down the second dimension? That's just something we don't have good numbers for, I'd imagine. Yeah, Um, it's uh, tricky. But also it's a matter of time frame, which you don't get in that statement. Um, If they said he stretched out his hand and from it a beam of energy came that burnt down his whole dimension, that would be one thing. Or it could be something that happens over the course of years through manipulation or tricking people. It could be burned down, like literally cause fire to, or like there, there's all sorts of different interpretations. And in order for that to be a usable thing in a combat setting, it has to be something he can recreate in a combat setting.
0: Yeah. Um, the the thing about that, though, is that even if it did take him like thousands or millions of years to burn down Universe, it would still be insane amounts of power every second. Um, Yeah. Like it would still be universal what he could put out in any reasonable amount of time. Um, But like you said, there just aren't enough details. Um, I guess.
1: Especially with the verbiage of burn down, because that's something that people use
0: metaphorically as well. Yeah. You've destroyed this family and our honor. I guess we should get into this before Time Baby stuff, because it is relevant and related to his strength. But what we see in the show is him saying that he – I think he said liberated in the show. And when he says that, you see a projection of like a single planet on fire in his eye. Um, And then the axolotl in a poem says he burned down his dimension. And then the oracle in the journal 3 says that he burned down his dimension. The oracle – I guess it's ambiguous what she actually is, but she's heavily implied to be like an agent of the axolotl or maybe like a prophet of him. And you keep
1: saying axolotl, give it like a one to two Yeah, so the
0: axolotl, he's kind of a vague entity, um, but from what has been said and implied about him, he is kind of like this multiversal god of the Gravity Falls universe. Um, Multiversal multiversal, meaning? Meaning that above, uh, there's a lot of alternate dimensions in Gravity Falls um and bill normally spends his time chilling in between all of those in a place called the nightmare realm the axolotl is above all of that um like if you imagine holding a handful of marbles and each marble is a different universe the axolotl would be the guy whose hand is holding it uh he's just like way above everything um it's really ambiguous what he is or how powerful he is but he seems to know everything and have some kind of incredible powers because bill is like praying to him as he dies in the end of the cartoon, Mm -hmm. uh, seemingly to be brought back to life. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, with the statements that we get, the Oracle, the Oracle's one, I think is the most, uh, clear. And she says that he burned down his dimension and then goes on to specify that that includes everyone he knows, including like his parents and friends. Um, And I don't know about to you, but to me, like, it would be really weird if she meant that this is, like, an entire universe. And her emphasis there is that he burned down the people closest to him rather than, like, an entire universe. Um, I think it's a lot more likely that dimensions in Gravity Falls aren't all the same size, especially when one is two dimensions. Yeah, specified to, like, by definition, be smaller
1: I don't know. I I hear dimension used interchangeably with our own universe all the time.
0: Yeah, it's really ambiguous. And I don't think that's something that you can have a universal definition of. Like you can't say that dimension always means universe or that it never means universe. It's just something you have to look at in the specific context. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people will see dimension used interchangeably with universe once, and then assume that all instances of dimension are interchangeable in that uh, piece of media. Whereas I find that most of the time dimension is just a word that's used as a synonym for a lot of things. Um, And sometimes that's universe and sometimes that's world. And sometimes it's like a tiny little city in the middle of nowhere that only exists in the little pocket dimension. Uh, I just right. – I think that it's not quite clear enough to draw anything from just that. And given the emphasis that other people have placed on Bill's feat of burning down a dimension and given that it only had two dimensions, uh, I I just feel like it's a lot more reasonable to assume that it's not a universal level feat and that he's burning down a relatively small part of it. Right. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I I don't think that it's clear enough for us to use and consider as like firm evidence that Bill can't be anything less than universal. Uh, a big part of that is because like we, we really focus on having to see things um, and people aren't a lot of people aren't fans of that rule. But it's designed to eliminate ambiguity like this where mm my interpretation that it is like probably a single planet is going to seem really ridiculous to some people. Um, whereas I feel like the, the assumption that it's an entire universe or even an infinite universe I've seen um, like that feels really unfounded to me. Mm-hmm. And the, the fact is that we just don't have the details to say either way. And so by insisting that we need some sort of visible confirmation, or at least enough detail to rule out alternatives, we eliminate the ambiguity there.
1: And I also think that it's twofold, because apart from just eliminating ambiguity, it also helps to reduce bias. Um, Because I know, with me, if it was a character I was really attached to, like, let's say Gravity Falls was one of my favorite shows, uh, just by how people work, I would be much more inclined to think that this was a dimension more impressive than our own universe, and... But by forcing us to actually show what we're talking about, I feel like it helps to take character preference out of the um, out of the decision factors, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's that's another big reason on why we do that. Um, and like, I guess it is kind of bias in a way because that leads to us throwing out a lot of what people consider the most impressive feats for some characters. Um, and that could be interpreted as, like, bias against universal characters or characters around that level or higher. And I, I get that perspective. Um, but like you're saying, it's just there – there are universal arguments for every character we've looked at on Bracket, literally every one of them. Um, we have Outerversal Rob that people, like, seriously argue to me. <laughs> we have – uh um, i 've seen outer versus outer just, Isabel. just for for
1: context with rod literally if you point that toy at the sun at all, it breaks like <laughs> like it 's just broken from then on <coughs> or yeah it it totally <laughs> disables the sensor that 's hilarious um, but yeah there's and the reality is that everybody has biases that they bring into debates and any kind of conversation. And so, what we try to do is acknowledge those and find ways to make them as universally applicable as possible.
0: Yeah, I guess that's true. Like you could say that I'm I'm probably biased against uh, universal levels of strength or universal or higher levels of strength, um, and like that might seem unfair, but as long as we make the effort to be consistent in how we apply that bias, it at least eliminates the ambiguity between characters. Um, And we do try really hard to eliminate any bias that we find. It's just that we have to be sure to do so in a way that is consistent across everyone we look at. Um, We can't say that we're going to create some new rule that lets us use a universal feat for Bill, but that it wouldn't apply when we look at some of the crazier universal arguments we see for characters like Lucina and Rob. Mm -hmm. Um, And... (laughs) So yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a difficult balance to strike and we don't always get it right, but we are always trying to get it more right than we have in the past at least. Um, but yeah, I think that covers most things. We've got the time baby thing, uh, left to talk about for Bill's strength. Uh, so this feat, Bill is, uh, ambushed, maybe not ambushed, but confronted by a party is busted. Yeah. Like hide the punch, (laughs) the time punch, the time punch. Yeah, it's great. But the, the time authorities come and they raid his party and they come to arrest him or convince him to surrender or whatever. Uh, and it's a group of soldiers who are actually holograms. Uh, they weren't actually there. Oh, really? In fact, yeah, the time baby was the only one who was there. Um, Time baby is a really
1: weird name that we'll probably need to contextualize before we get into stuff.
0: I kind of think we should just leave it undone so that everyone who doesn't know gravity falls. It gives you a decent image of what it is. Time baby is a giant. He's like 15 feet tall. The baby like literal infant riding around in a giant chair that floats. Uh, But of course, he is time baby. So he's not infantile. Mm-hmm. He is smart. He can talk. I've he, heard him called a god a lot. Is that applicable? It's I mean, That's a loaded term in any sort of versus debate. But. I mean, I could understand the interpretation that he is a god, but I don't think he's the kind of god that people would think of. From what I understand about him, he comes from a race called Time Giants, and I think he's the last one of them. Um, and he... I'm unclear on whether it's like an intrinsic property that gives him authority over time or whether it's something that he has gained through like consumption of time juice. Um, like he he literally drinks time, um, which doesn't make sense. Oh, I do get the, it's like that song.
1: If I could put time in a bottle.
0: I guess so. He he literally does put time in a bottle. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, he he has a lot of control over it. But it's not like he's some being that exists completely outside of time and space. Uh, because he did rise to power by, in the future, he, like... I think he conquered humanity and became a dictator. There is a scene where... Uh, Dipper and Mabel go into the future and they see him on his reign of terror and he's being like fired at by helicopters and destroying soldiers and the town shooting lasers from his eyes and crap. Um, and lasers and crap. I, uh, okay. No crap. Definitely lasers. Maybe not. Lasers, that doesn't sound I think too lasers. out of the
1: realm of possibility for gravity falls. To be honest, he is
0: a baby. <laughs> yeah. That. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So he, 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 Gains his authority through normal means. Uh, So it's a little unclear about, like, how outside of everything he is. But by the end of it, he is in charge of the time authority and all of humanity. He rules over them and employs this force to go make sure that the timeline isn't messed with. Um He also has some kind of wish-granting powers. But again, that's unclear whether that is, like, a thing that he can actually do himself or... Only available in certain contacts contexts, uh he gave uh, Seuss an infinite pizza, which is the most impressive display we've seen from it. He takes a bite out of the pizza and it grows back um, that's like
1: an item straight out of d and d instead of uh the canter of endless water is that what it's called yeah the canter of endless pizza pizza of endless biting
0: but anyway, yeah, so he's he's pretty crazy for sure. Uh, and he shows up and tells Bill to knock it off or his weirdness is going to destroy the universe and Bill evaporates him. <laughs> um, there's some context in the journal that implies that he might have even been, like, reduced to atoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll come back. <laughs> he'll get better. It got better. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, actually another part suggesting that, that Time Baby's is not actually, like, above time like everyone says because, like, it, it still takes him time to regenerate so he is physically there in that location and time and if he were to exist fully outside of it he would just immediately come back since he's regenerating anyway um, but yeah so bill in in his canon reddit ama confirms uh, that that's
1: a quote unquote on canon but
0: yeah he he says that uh time baby weighs 9 trillion tons And so what makes that feat really impressive is that in order to weigh nine trillion tons at that size, time baby would have to be absurdly dense. Um, Honestly, I kind of fudged the calcs a bit for this because I didn't really know how to treat something absurdly dense like that. And so I just pretended that time baby had a much greater volume than he actually does. Uh, I treated him as a human with like a gigantic volume instead of a human who is super dense and big. Uh, it'll get you enough to be approximately right. And treating it the other way, wasn't going to like throw it off by a meaningful order of magnitude. So I didn't bother looking into it more. Um, but yeah, that, that's the feat. Um, the problems with it are that the, the AMA is full of jokes and lies. Um, it's by bill who always jokes and lies Mm -hmm. and it was done on April fool's day. um, so yeah, it's a little iffy on whether we should
1: take him at his word here. And he like in the context of it, um, uh, do you have it or should I pull it up?
0: Uh do I have it? You I got do it right have here. it.
1: Okay, okay, great. Basically in the context, he was trying to complain about how big Time Baby was. That he it was just a real headache
0: to have to deal with. Yeah, he says so, the question is, are you acquainted with Time Baby or know of his existence? And Bill replies, "Ah, don't remind me of that obese, bombastic, diaper-wearing tyrant. Thinks he's so great just because he's the last son of an extinct race of time giants? What's the point of ruling the entire future if you don't have object permanence and get distracted by jingling keys? Uh, which, just to be clear, that is demonstrably wrong. Yeah. He definitely is. has object permanence at the very least. He's just roasting him because... He doesn't like having his territory encroached on. I'd disassemble his molecules to salt my margarita if I could, but it's not easy. Let me ask you, have you ever tried to punch a 9 trillion ton toddler? Your fist gets stuck in his cheek fat for like a week. If I had physical form... And then it trails off.
1: Yeah, so to me, that definitely sounds like he's just doing a roast of time, baby. Um, both figuratively and then literally. <laughs> um, but that he's not... All of a sudden putting on like a safari hat and saying, now the time baby weighs nine trillion tons exactly and it hovers above the ground this high and it doesn't have object permanence. Um, he He's very much just kind of on a rant to try
0: to not get people on his side. Um, he's just venting about him. Yeah, just venting. And I don't know, it's weird because it's in this really weird gray zone where obviously he's making things up in that quote about Time Baby that are wrong. He's doing it to roast him, but it's not inconceivable. Uh, Time Baby being 9 trillion tons would make him really dense, but not actually enough to like affect his surroundings with a local field of gravity even. Uh, so it's not like we could throw it out for that reason. We always see him floating on his little <laughs> hoverboard from the future, which... We have no idea what that's capable of, so it's possible, and it's the kind of thing that Bill could know, but it's also just such a good opportunity for him to be totally making up the number. Right?
1: Bill is very, very, very smart, very smart, but he's not all-knowing. He doesn't have infinite knowledge of everything. Um, and he is prone just like anyone to use exaggerations or other things to help make his point or get, um, not get people on the side, but, um, I don't know, kind of make it more clear what he's going through emotionally. And to me, that's what it sounds like here. Just kind of hyperbole for the sake of venting. Um, but even if we took him at his word, Uh, It it didn't end up being a difference maker in the fight. I don't personally believe it. If we do take everything in this AMA as canon, though, then Bill is weak to people stabbing themselves in the eyes with jalapenos. Um, Which, admittedly, Sephiroth did not try. And also in this AMA is interesting because it's one um, one of the many examples we have of the fact that there is a limit on Bill Cipher's power. Um, someone asks him something along the lines of, hey, you, if you're all powerful and all knowing, how come you need help from Dipper, huh? And he goes, well, I may have overstuffed my resume a bit. They say dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Um, and once again, it's hard to know what we can take from this AMA seriously, but I feel like people probably not intentionally disingenuously Pull this out of context without looking at the entire AMA as a whole, which blatantly admits in that same in that same source that he kind of oversells how strong he is um, because he wants to be stronger.
0: Yeah. And I don't know for, for what it's worth. We did, again, treat this as something he could do in the mm-hmm. the discussion, the debate. It just didn't matter. Uh, it was something like a factor of a thousand times less than Supernova when we converted that to intensity. Um, mm-hmm. And so it just...
1: Sephiroth is also super used to dealing with really strong magical attacks.
0: Yeah. And he has shields barriers uh, I did, and barriers ar- I did and reflections. hear someone argue, we'll get more to arguments later, but I heard him argue that uh, Bill is not magic. He doesn't use magic. And so Sephiroth wouldn't resist him. He just warps reality. And that doesn't count as magic.
1: I don't understand. Uh, I do have thoughts, but what do they mean by that? Or did they not say?
0: Well, so Sephiroth in his game has resistances, but it's all to magic. And this is reality warping, not magic. So Sephiroth wouldn't resist it.
1: Why is reality warping not magic? I don't know. The thing is, (laughs) magic... I I love the MCU for a lot of versus debating stuff uh, to be on a really quick tangent. For example, they openly call Thor and Loki gods and then also demonstrate that they can die even from just like high falls. Um and oh, I love that line. Are you have you seen What If? I haven't. I've been meaning to catch up on that. There's b- basically relatively spoiler-free, Doctor Strange loses his mind but gets really strong um and is talking to the watcher who oversees everything mm-hmm. and strange is like hey help me out you're a god and he's like i'm not a god and neither are you even though he's definitely above where hulk and or er, thor and loki are um god is just something that's thrown around as a buzzword in versus debating and it doesn't necessarily correlate to a power level but anyway so i like the mcu and one of the lines that they have in there is that there becomes a point where magic and science kind of blur Um, and whether or not you want to say that's the exact truth across all fiction, which I don't think it is, it does kind of demonstrate the point that lots of franchises and media have different, um, different words for the same thing. Um, like it's all describing magic avatar, the last airbender, they have bending that's magic. Like if you take that somewhere else, that's going to be magic. Um, but it's never referred to by those words in the show. Actually, Sokka calls it magic water. Um, and Katara says it's not magic. So check me. And and yeah, that's maybe a bad example. But the (laughs) thing is basically like it, it comes down to semantics and you got to look at what it's affecting in my opinion, like the effects of what's happening. Although we haven't talked about this. You and
0: I, I don't think. No, I don't think we've had a situation where that's super relevant for a battle. Um, In general, how I tend to think of it, though, is that we want to we want to keep things as accurate to the original source as possible. And we want to try and use that to compare things, but that we can't get too down in the weeds. Otherwise, like, for instance, we've got uh, Sephiroth who resists being turned into a frog by Materia. And if we wanted to get super literal, we could say that that's not transmutation resistance. That's resistance against being turned into a frog by Materia. And it's true. And I suppose you could argue more accurate. But I feel like when we get that nitty gritty about things, debates become a lot less fun. Because then abilities can't interact at all between characters because they're not from the same verse.
1: Yeah, and people think sometimes that they want you to weigh stuff like that until it gets turned on a character that they like. Uh, that's something I've seen a couple times, and yeah. Anyway, I forgot exactly where I was going with
0: it's, it. It's just not a fun thing to do for for anyone. I kind of like the idea of it, and I think I lean that way personally, but it's just not not practical. But anyway, that covers all of Bill's strength. Um, there, there were a lot of other things that he did throughout the show, but really nothing was as strong as him biting through a planet or vaporizing time baby, if we take him at his word. And even if we do, it just didn't matter. Right. Um, Biting through the planet would have been enough to uh, take out Sephiroth, for what it's worth. If you could catch him. And if the teeth, like, hit Sephiroth. Yeah, those are big teeth. Like, if if Sephiroth was just not in the path of the teeth, then he would be swallowed and have time to like cut his way out. Um Yeah. This a weird interaction to think about. Yeah. Anyway, uh let's move on to his speed. There is not much here. Uh Bill is not a fast character. He he doesn't move much in the show. Mm -hmm. Um, he punches really fast in one scene. I don't remember if you included that in the episode or not. Um, I did. And that's about as much as I said about it. Yeah. So he, he punches really fast. There's one scene where he kind of jump scares Dipper and moves decently fast. Yeah. Um, About 400 miles
1: per hour is where we had that. Um, but then also in that same scene that he's punching stuff, he immediately gets hit by something moving way slower than 400 miles per hour. Um, yeah. which is that claw and then there's also scenes of him chasing people down a hallway and not being able to catch them despite them just being okay I'm saying despite Dipper and Mabel just being human kids and there might be some argument out there there definitely is they
0: fought Bill I mean, Cipher yeah if they outrun Bill Cipher and Bill Cipher oh, is fast gosh. enough to fly to a different galaxy which means that they are faster than, than life than oh gosh I... anyway <laughs> Uh, That was the next thing I wanted to bring up, though, is that in that same hypothetical sequence where he's offering forward power, he does fly between planets really fast and then to another galaxy, uh, which would put him at insane speeds. Um, But there are a few problems with that. Uh, Primarily, it is like the scene is obviously not meant to be taken to scale. Uh, just because of how they they present things. It's weird. The planets aren't sized correctly or relative to each other. They're shown way too close. Mm-hmm. You could argue that Bill has just affected the layout of things because of his weirdness, which could have happened, and then we couldn't measure the distance he's moving, so it's still not a speed feat. Um, but, and it, it's just, it doesn't make sense to use, but even if we did, it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter for how we treat speed because all he's doing is moving in a straight line. So that gives him really good macro speed under our system, but it doesn't apply to any of the other speed types. Give Um, like a real fast couple sentence breakdown of how we do speed. Yeah, I've got an article written about speed. Um, We haven't made a video of that yet. So I think only like 60 people have seen it. Uh, The idea is that we've broken down speed into three categories. Um, That is going to be... uh, let me pull up the article so I'm not misquoting anything here. Okay. From memory, um, while
1: you pull it up, basically the general philosophy is not all speeds are created equal. Um, a really common one I see brought up in versus battling is who's faster, Usain Bolt or Bruce Lee? And for the record, if I if I ever ask you like what real life person is faster and you answer with someone based off their punching speed, I'm gonna think you're a maniac and that's probably gonna be the end of our relationship. Um, <laughs> But that, that's the general idea, is that there's different kinds of speeds, and they're not all interchangeable, especially when it comes to something like fighting.
0: Yeah, so what I have it broken down to is three categories, attacking speed, movement speed, and speed of thought. A character's effective combat speed is going to be the lowest of those three speeds. Uh, but then each of those three speeds is broken down into two subcategories, and the higher one of those is taken for uh, that category. So for um, movement speed, for instance, we have... Uh, micro speed, which is going to be like small maneuverings, uh, like dodging between cones, running around a crowded parking lot, stuff like that, where you have to like react quickly, make split second decisions. Um, and you're constantly changing in small increments mm-hmm. and then macro speed, which is, uh, traveling large distances in relatively straight lines without any decisions to make. Um, you would take the highest of those and that would be your movement speed, but it doesn't mean you can operate at that speed in a fight because you're still going to be limited based on like how fast you can actually move your limbs or attacks to hit the opponent and how fast you can think and react and make relevant decisions. And so overall, the, the speed system is meant to address that. I'll have that in a, a video relatively soon as well if you want more details. Um, but, yeah, that, that would only – flying across the solar system like that would only give him macro speed, which is just not enough to be relevant in combat. Right. And, I mean, that's really it for Bill's speed. I don't think many people were arguing that speed is a factor anyway. Uh, except I, I guess they – I've seen arguments that, like, the speed of Bill's thoughts could be the, the speed he operates at just to, like, wish someone out of reality. Which is Uh, just not a thing that he does.
1: One I will bring up, though, is he's almost certainly not fast enough to react to the supernova.
0: Oh, definitely not. Uh, Even if we, like, ignore the time frame presented in the animation for supernova, which puts it way faster than a supernova should be. If a supernova were to happen, you would be killed by the radiation from that before you even knew anything happened. Like, you couldn't be aware of it before it killed you. Um, that's like a like not to get too dark that's a pretty decent way for humanity to go, actually, yeah, I mean, as long as you're one of the the lucky ones who did die from the re- radiation instead of just were like horribly crippled by it while everyone else around you is dead, <sighs> so anyway supernova <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it it he wouldn't be fast enough to react to it like we have a lot of fights with Bill's, a lot of chasings with Bill, and he's just being outclassed this thing by is, children
1: yeah, it's covering the solar system in just a couple minutes if we take it at real time yeah um yeah we can get into his hacks and things like that uh, where people could say he could just teleport out of the way um but that would all be under the presumption that he's fast enough to
0: react to it coming i guess he is theoretically smart enough to have like But knowledgeable enough, I suppose, rather than smart to know that Sephiroth could do this and what is happening and therefore react to it before any visible stimulus happened. But I don't know. It's a little reaching a little too far. And he didn't actually need uh, Supernova to win anyway. Just any hit from his sword would have taken Bill out. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) which gets to durability, actually brings us to durability. Uh, He doesn't have that. He's got no durability feats. Um, Bill is hurt by everything.
1: You can kind of <laughs> notice me glance over that real fast in the video. Like, now for durability, he's got to probably be durable if you think about it. Now for his speed. Yeah, it's, it's rough. Like, he gets hurt by spray paint. He gets hurt by having his eye bit. Or maybe it's hairspray, not spray paint. Um, it's spray paint. Oh. Oh. Uh, but people generally, what I've heard is he's actually immortal and indestructible and he can only die if he's trapped in Stanford's
0: mind. And for what it's worth, I think they are right. It's just that you have to consider the context of he's being fought by people without real weapons or firepower in a normal world. And so, yes, he is immune to their bats and their giant raptor house hands. But like that is nothing compared to what someone like sephiroth could output that's nothing compared to even what like an army could output and he didn't go against them with both damage output
1: and speed by the way like those things aren't hitting him very fast sephiroth would be able to hit him much quicker but and and those things still hit him he didn't dodge out of the way Mm -hmm. um, not to get back into speed too much but yeah he just we haven't seen him deal with
0: anything meaningful for what it's worth. We have time baby showing up with his squadron and they seem confident that they could threaten bill into a surrender, at least with weapons. Um, They're really ambiguous about what they could actually do. So maybe it's not traditional weaponry. That's an Mm. option, but we also saw him threatened by uh, the quantum destabilizer. Yes. That was my next point is that, we have Ford's gun that he he brings to deal with Bill. He spent years working on this design uh, to figure out something that would work, um, and we see it in effect, and it breaks a tree.
1: Well, I saw a comment about that. They said I can't, or I don't even have to explain why using its damage output to a tree is really stupid. Why?
0: I don't know why they don't have okay. to. I'm very <laughs> stupid. Uh, I, you could argue that it dealt most of its damage to Bill already. Um, that's true. You could argue that the name quantum destabilizer means that it's like getting rid of him at a subatomic level. Um, I saw someone argue that the energy source it used was basically kryptonite to bill. And so it was, where'd they get that from? Uh, I don't know. It's not supported by anything. It does use a special energy source. Um, he Ford spent a really long time scouring the multiverse for it, but it wasn't because it was shooting with that power source. It's just that the weapon required a lot of power and he didn't have anything that could provide that amount of power and also be stable. Um, and so he eventually found this radioactive element that was stable enough and outputted enough power. Um, to yeah, which it's fun, so, actually, the, the way that they resolved that. It's not that this, this element he found was especially powerful or remarkably stable or anything. It's that it existed in two states, an off state where it didn't radiate anything, and an on state where it radiated a ton of energy really quickly. And so when it was in that on state, it burned away really quickly, which is why Ford only got one shot, um, because he flipped it on and then it fired. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not even like like, beyond crazy... It's just radiation. At most, he would be dealing with radiation. And here's the thing. Um, People say there's no way that would
1: actually hurt Bill, and then they go right past the fact that we have canonical confirmation that every other member of that same species was killed by being burned, slash destroyed in some way, uh, with attacks that probably aren't
0: taking out solar systems. I mean, to be fair, Bill has gotten another dimension since then he has become that's, a pyramid instead of a triangle that's true uh but yeah it's i don't know we've we see the gun hurt bill we know the axolotl i believe was the one well the oracle was the one who helped flesh out that design maybe i'm misremembering that maybe they only contributed the mind shield so i guess i shouldn't say that uh, but in either case, it, it was meant to take out Bill. Ford is like the most knowledgeable person about Bill there is, and he thought it would work. Um, I I don't think it would work necessarily because we didn't see it work, but it did damage him.
1: Was Bill scared of it or anything? Like, did he think it would work?
0: I don't remember. I I remember he got shot, and then he was like, oh, what are you doing there? And then he turned Ford to gold. Um. So, I don't know. As I, you do. I know he thinks Ford is a threat because he he kept him contained. Um but I the the bigger point is that Bill regenerates really really well. And I think rather than durability, that's what people lean on, is that he Mm -hmm. could regenerate from anything. Which is what we ended up saying in the video, is he's regenerated. mm -hmm. I think I could believe it, Um, because, like, (laughs) they ripped out his eye, and he came back from that. They shot through his hat organ, and he regenerated
1: that. I I hated that there were bones in that. Yeah, it was Because he separates it from his head. I think it might just be chilling out there.
0: Yeah, it's just... It's a living hat. It's not even his organ. (laughs) Maybe that's why, uh... (laughs) maybe that's why Ford had to hit the center of his body for the gun to work is because the hat wasn't him. It's like his
1: dad's foot or
0: something. I guess that's an argument you could make for why the gun wouldn't have worked on Bill because we'd only saw it hit his pet hat instead of him. Uh, I don't don't want to talk about that anymore. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, I think that Bill probably could regenerate probably even from supernova. If we take the quantum destabilizer to mean that he was actually like undone at a quantum level, Um, the thing is that it takes so long. That sounds like a pretty big stretch to me. I, especially cause like, I mean, we saw what it did to what part of him it hit. I mean, to be fair, there wasn't any of that left there. So you could say,
1: but it didn't grow back from the center. It grew back from the parts that were already
0: existing. True. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know though. The, The thing is that like his eye getting ripped out took him minutes to regenerate. Um, so his yeah. body getting destroyed by sword slashes or supernova or whatever, it, it would take too long to be relevant in a fight. Even if he came back from that, he'd be down for the fight. Yeah. And that's that's a thing that I've seen a lot of confusion about, just our general philosophy about winners on Smash Bracket. You don't need to kill someone to win. You need to mm-hmm. take them out of the fight. and. Making someone spend, like, a day to regenerate is taking them out of the fight. Right. Um, even if we say Bill could regenerate from anything that Sephiroth could do and say that Sephiroth couldn't actually ever kill him, he's more than capable of harming him enough to make him useless. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we care about. Um Right. So, uh, yeah, he just he doesn't have the durability to shrug off anything Sephiroth can do, and his regeneration is really potent, but not instant enough to matter. Uh, not against huge levels of destruction, at least. Right. Um, that covers all of Bill's physicals. Uh, we have a lot of hacks to go over, um, and then a bunch of arguments and scaling for him. Great. So, with his hacks... Uh, let's let's specify hacks, because I don't like that word. That's true. Uh, I've adopted it, because it is just so commonly used, and I can't think of anything better to abilities. describe abilities. Abilities, I guess. The thing is, hacks... So, hacks
1: and abilities are kind of used interchangeably, but hacks is more common. They're generally... Um, they're non-stat ways of getting win conditions. Is that accurate? Yeah. Or, no. or I guess you could have stats on them, but they're non-physical. Like um, let, let's go with Mega Man for example. He's someone who does have some physical feats, but by far his biggest threat is his versatility from being able to turn you into concrete, reverse gravity, uh shoot bubbles at you. Things like that. Those are all hacks, things that don't really rely on his statistics. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like those because I feel like it delegitimizes them with the word hacks as a win condition. And it kind of makes them a lot like I've heard people who would, or p- people talk about who would win if you took hacks out of the equation. And that's just taking the character out of the equation. Like not every character is going to be strong physically or fast or durable. Um, Bill, for example, well, we well we do know he's strong, but his biggest threat comes from the things he's able to do outside of that. And in my opinion, the word hacks kind of reduces all of that to be like things that are cheaper, not, not fair to play by sometimes. Yeah. So I like abilities or <laughs> to
0: be fair, actually about his strength, the time baby thing is probably more of a hacks or ability than it is a strength thing because it doesn't affect anything else in the room, uh, which is something we didn't even mention, but honestly would probably disqualify it as the kind of explosion we were measuring and make it much less impressive. Um, but I guess if you say you could just take someone out of reality... Well, but that's not what he did, because Time Baby regenerated. So I don't know. Yeah. It was a weird one. Uh, but yeah, so the most common thing... There are a few most common ones, I guess. But the most common thing I've seen is that Bill can break the fourth wall... And do so in a way that allows him to like rewrite the reality that he's in. Separate from... like. Uh, Separate from being able to change reality, like turn a fish into a stone, he can literally like go and change the script or the mm. whatever and he wants.
1: Now, something that we stumbled across uh, that's kind of interesting is everybody talks about Bill like he's this character who constantly breaks the fourth wall, um, basically like he's Deadpool. And that's just not how he is. In the show, he never breaks the fourth wall. He alters the intro, right? Yeah, And then he well, also has that he AMA. He doesn't
0: even necessarily... The intro is altered, and the intro is about Bill. And it says that Bill, like, produced it and stuff. But we don't see him alter it. I I feel That's, like it's just a fun thing they did for the intro. I, I feel like that, too. Uh, people like to take that stuff
1: really literally, and I guess I kind of get it. Um, but they do also say that he broke the fourth wall and then possessed his creator to do an AMA.
0: Yes, which is what the creator said happened he said he was possessed by bill for the uh, ama which has led to the argument that
1: i've heard multiple times that sephiroth wouldn't win because bill could just possess me inc to have him win um which unfortunately i resist uh i resist bill cypher possession so out of all hosts it's unfortunate that it had to be uh, me running this one um, but
0: also, like, I, I like your response to that argument. Is that if he could do that, then let him do that. <laughs> you know, if he can break the fourth wall and possess us to change the outcome, we'll go ahead and do that once he possesses us. I will have zero issue. Oh, I'll. I. I will
1: need therapy actually if that happens. <laughs> I don't want to say
0: that. That might. Uh, uh, might break my understanding of reality. <laughs> oh man. But I don't know. It's. I get that. You you shouldn't apply that argument. You shouldn't say that a character has to do something to you in actual reality. But if well, your argument, argument
1: is they could uh, they could possess you like actually me, then uh, there's no way to c- counter that without talking about me.
0: Yeah, it's I, I don't <laughs> think it's a great argument. And yeah. also, I feel like the way that Bill is presented isn't that he is aware that he's in a cartoon or that he's in some other reality from us. I feel like it's more presented that his reality is our reality. And he knows that we watch him in a show, but not that he's a creation. He He's just a part of our existence and one that can interact with us because he's a part of our existence, which doesn't make him break the fourth wall. It just means that he's intended to be a and part of this. That's reality. what it felt
1: like more to me than um uh, than the creators trying to say Bill can break mm-hmm. the fourth wall into our dimension, is more gravity falls takes place in our world. They gave it a mm-hmm. location in Oregon. They have like real world Easter eggs, if I remember right. Yeah, they did a huge scavenger hunt in the real world. It was super yeah. cool. Yeah. Um and I, I think that's supposed to be the implication is that it exists in our world. But obviously like I, I don't want to be the one to break this to people, but he isn't. He isn't real. It's like this.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm getting down a rabbit hole here in my head. Uh, yeah. Right. I don't know. The only thing that can be explained by that is the intro, I guess. And that just it doesn't. In general, we don't really look at intros. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because they're so prone to artistic representations of a character that are vastly oh, outside of We could get some weird
1: Death Note stuff. <laughs> That's true. Maybe he could actually that fight. is my that is my favorite opening to a show ever. Like really? for both of them. Yeah. I will need
0: to check that out again. I haven't seen it in a long it's time. It's
1: really interesting. Like, I don't I'm not gonna get on a tangent of it, but it's all like biblical imagery in a way that kind of like I
0: don't know. It it I almost made a whole video on this on Ink Things. And my then I realized favorite that's <laughs> not why people are subscribed to me. My favorite opening is Attack on Titan, because oh, all of the openings and endings so are good. brilliant and they spoil the entire show. And you won't even notice it until after you've seen the spoilers. Yeah, it's great. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, it's he, he can't break the fourth wall in the way that people think. Um, and the the biggest argument I've seen for why it would matter just it didn't happen. We were not possessed or if we were possessed, we didn't know it. And he made himself lose. So I guess that's an option. Uh, I've also seen people mention that Bill is omnipotent or omnipresent or omniscient. Uh, All-knowing, all-powerful, and all-present. And he is none of those things. Um, We see clear limits to his power, like him being hurt by uh, spray paint. Or a claw moving 20 miles per hour. Or not being able to break the house that he is fighting. But well, we... that's just plot induced stupidity. If he if uh if we were accurate, he wouldn't have been hit by that cuz he's stronger. Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with the concept of plot induced stupidity, but when the entire plot contradicts the supposed power level, I don't think that power level is real. Yeah. Um Which like is unfortunate. Like that's so
1: unsatisfying for fans that spend all this time making a character strong. Like the Sonic fanbase, for example, and then Supersonic, who's definitely supposed to be like okay. Bear with me, I know it's not technically accurate. It's the fastest version of Sonic, like, just slowly floats there
0: as Eggman's trap closes around him in Sonic. Why oh. are all the Supersonic segments the worst? You go the slowest in the games. Not even just like by doing calculations on it. They're just the slowest gameplay. They feel terrible.
1: Uh no, uh, where Sonic
0: is slower. Okay, that's true. Superware Sonic.
1: <laughs> we need that in an animation.
0: Ugh. With the Excalibur armor. We could make some horrifying amalgamations
1: of Sonics over the years. With the Sonic boom legs. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Bring it all together. Stop.
0: Okay. Sorry. I- uh, Omniscience. Uh, he does not know everything because he needed to get information from Ford and was tricked by every character in the show. And just like regularly needed to find information. And what he is is incredibly knowledgeable because he just spends trillions of years watching all realities. He says he can see through everything that's a triangle. Um, So every triangle in every reality gives him a view into that reality, but he still needs to like look through and process that Um, and retain the information so he can forget. He has things he doesn't know. He's really, really smart. We're not doubting that, but he's not. Omnipotent. Probably smarter than Sephiroth. Arguably. Or maybe. Sephiroth is also crazy smart. Sephiroth has absorbed all of the knowledge from everyone who has ever lived and arguably retains that better. We'll get um, to that later, though. Yeah. Uh, omnipresence is wrong. He chases people and doesn't catch them, which wouldn't happen if he was everywhere at once. The implication with that that I hear a lot is he can just teleport
1: anywhere he wants at any given time to get in the way or out of the way of
0: anything he wants always, which is also not a thing that he has ever done or come close to doing. So in- I don't including, know. I don't know if we'll, are we talking about him hopping between dimensions later? Cause that's something that people we can talk about you. that now. It makes sense. He can't do that. He can't travel between dimensions on his own. That's the entire point of the show is that he wanted to get into reality and he couldn't because he couldn't make a portal. He need to so, afford to make, would he be him. able to get out of Sephiroth's pocket dimension? No,
1: that's, that's kind of what I thought, but there's such this big perception that he can, that
0: he can just do anything. I think it's because like, once he comes into reality, he's like, yay, look at my portal and time baby calls it his portal, but it wasn't his portal. He didn't make the portal. I think the genie from Aladdin might have better feats
1: <laughs> like across the board. I wouldn't be surprised don't that that's not an official smash bracket position that's
0: me spitballing Uh, tune in next time for bill cypher versus aladdin's genie they would actually have really fun banter that would be a super fun episode except the problem is we couldn't do banter with the genie because we don't have robin williams and every genie who tries to be him just sucks will smith's genie was all right because he wasn't trying to be him but it yeah i agree anyway yeah it's just it's a really weird misconception that I've seen a lot he can't he can't travel between dimensions it's i think probably his biggest limitation that the show has imposed on him. I bet that's that comes from
1: people knowing he came from the second dimension and that supposedly higher dimensional beings are scared of him.
0: Yeah, uh we'll get into that later yeah but yeah it's i he got from the second dimension to the nightmare realm, but the nightmare realm has portals to every dimension anyway. So you could just find one if you look hard enough, I guess. I don't know why he didn't find one to get into the real world, but they exist. Um, and I suppose, I don't know. People have all these power
1: expectations of Bill that makes him stronger in verses and so much less interesting as a villain. He
0: could be summoned even before Weirdmageddon uh, and he could show up that way. Uh, but it was just like an astral projection It was just his mentality mm-hmm. um, And so And even then he needed to be summoned By someone else to show up So it, it's just not his power to cross dimensions That's why he didn't leave Stan's mind at the end He wasn't trapped by anything Except The fact that he was in another dimension th- yeah, like a dimension. <laughs> And it was crumbling So he, he just can't Do that on his own Um, That did remind me, though. uh, For durability, I've seen people argue that he can't be destroyed outside of the mindscape. I saw um, too, which is arguably true. It comes back to his physical form could be reduced to nothing and and taking the mindscape is the mindscape is just it's like a mental version of reality. Um, Imagine that every person has like a mental representation of themselves. Everything that is alive, and I guess not alive because there are objects too. Uh, But that's where Bill operates before he gets a physical body. Um, It's basically a dream world because you can't go there without being asleep. Um, And that's where he's killed at the end of the show is he goes to the dreamscape and gets erased in there. Um, But yeah, so it's kind of true, but it's based on the, the theory or not the theory, the limitations that the show has of no one actually having powerful attacks to hit Bill with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is there anything that would imply that he
1: trapped all of the other dream demons in the mindscape before he killed them? Um, Because he's not implied to be a super strong dream demon, just one who actually had ambitions, right? I guess that's not clear. That's always how I interpreted it, is he just, he thought everyone else had flat minds and no ambitions, and...
0: I thought he was meant to be the most powerful because he killed everyone else, but... I guess it's ambiguous. I figured they were all just kind of chilling. they were eating like two dimensional glue or something. And he's like, this um, sucks. you could argue that their dimension was already in the mindscape since that's where his form seems to naturally be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if that's super supported by anything. If you destroy something in a third dimension, would that
1: destroy it in lower dimensions too? a suppose here's the depends issue on your theoretical issue. stuff that we have no idea and no one has any idea what the <laughs> well it just it depends
0: about. on what you mean by destroy and what you mean on in other dimensions like if i were to break a rock it wouldn't destroy it in lower dimensions it wouldn't even destroy it in my dimension uh i would need to like erase its atoms for it to be completely gone it i don't know it's it's weird
1: I wish I had something to
0: say to that. I just... Um, another claim that people have for Bill's abilities is that he is 5th dimensional because of the Weird Weirdmageddon portal. 5th um, dimensional meaning... That he is above 3rd and 4th and 2nd and 1st dimensions. When people
1: talk about dimensional tiering like that, are they actually like
0: adding on dimensions in the way that we would think of? There's a few different concepts for dimensional tiering. I am admittedly not super well versed in them because we don't use the common interpretations because they're wrong. Um, not because they're wrong, just it's not how we agree and it's, it's not how things are typically presented, especially in Gravity Falls specifically, which I will get into as I address this. Um, but the idea is that when you add another access to measure things on, another uh, dimension, uh, like going from two to three dimensions, it is an infinite increase in everything, in size, in, in power, and whatnot, because you can't represent that increase in the lower dimension. Um, you can't represent a three-dimensional object in two dimensions in any way, and therefore it is greater than two dimensions in every way. Um, a lot of that is fed into with how destruction is typically handled, which is by volume, um, and you can't have volume for lower dimensional objects and volume for higher dimensional objects is going to be indescribable with three dimensions. Um, and so doing things that way, you get to the point where you could say, yes, the entire second dimension, even if it was the size of our universe, would take zero energy to destroy because that's what my formulas tell me. The the height or the depth of it is zero and therefore it has zero volume and would require zero energy to destroy. Um, The arguments are a lot more complicated and nuanced and I don't necessarily want to act like I'm representing them in full here, but the idea does boil down to when you exist in a dimension higher than lower dimensions, like those are completely trivially easy for you to, to destroy. Um, we could say that like your son, who's what? Five months old now. Uh, four months old, four months. Yeah. He could destroy infinite second dimensions without even trying or Rob or Rob. Yeah. Rob beats bill cipher. Yeah. Confirmed. But anyway, the, the point is that that's not the interpretation of dimensions that we're using. And even aside from our own interpretations, that is not the concept of dimensions that gravity falls uses. Uh, There's a scene in journal three where Ford visits a second dimension or a two dimensional universe, Mm -hmm. Uh, not the same one that bill came from, but it was a two dimensional universe. And in that universe, uh, it basically intersected him like a plane. It was up around his eye levels and he could see it like he was looking at a piece of paper and the residents, the buildings, the objects, everything was two-dimensional there. Um, And they were able to interact with him. They could hear him, uh, he could hear them, they could attack and hurt him. Um, And that is the concept of dimensions that Gravity Falls uses at the very least, where it gives you more access or more access to dimensions to move around um, and exist in. It basically increases your movement speed, but in weird ways, Um, but it doesn't make him more powerful. It's not like he destroyed them by blinking.
1: Something that confuses me is when people say this character exists on a higher dimension, so they're obviously gonna be more powerful than anyone under them, and then in the same breath, go to talk about how Bill can destroy people vastly at higher
0: dimensions than him. Well, the idea is that, with the higher dimension arguments, it's that he is a higher dimension, Uh, so his dimensionality would scale to the people that are higher dimensions than what we think he is. Um, but we'll get into that more later for this one specifically, it's fifth dimension. And I believe that's because he's said to be able to destroy all of space time, Mm -hmm. which is represented as four dimensions. Uh, but yeah, so because he can destroy time and space, people say that he's five dimensional, um, time and space sounds like two dimensions. Well, time or space is three space dimensions. Is yeah. Uh, it's usually from the the research that I've done just into like physics in general. Uh, time space is considered three and a half dimensions usually, not four, because time is like its own half dimension that would be present in every other dimension and isn't reliant on other things. Um, but regardless, that's how it is perceived, is that because he could destroy the entire fourth dimension, he has to be fifth dimensional. Um, I don't. Know why he would have to be fifth dimensional because you could destroy the dimension you are in just like he did when he was second dimensional. Um, but that's the argument. A um, lot of layers on this, yeah. Uh, the big thing against it is that the portal, the weird McGinnon rift, was not something Bill made, that was something that Ford it was made. like a, d- a device, right? Yeah, Ford made a portal and the portal broke down and it tore reality. Um, well, that's just plot and do stupidity bill could have just done it yeah if it wasn't made by disney uh th- that's the biggest thing is that he just doesn't have control over this so even if we say that portal itself was fifth dimensional bill wouldn't be right um but again there's no reason why it would need to be a higher dimension we don't really even use scaling in that way um and let's see what else uh, I think just just the general idea that um, he was, like, being dealt with by people. <laughs> they were yeah. giving him a run for his money. They were not fifth dimensional.
1: Who are definitely people that are up to some weird supernatural stuff, but not superhumans. Right. Maybe <laughs> Ford is. He's pretty cool. Like, here's the thing is people will argue by scaling to Bill that they are superhumans. Doesn't that kind of take some of the enjoyment out of the show for you?
0: It, it does for me. me. Yeah. It like, just
1: makes it different.
0: Yeah. Like, it's less grounded, and I feel like the grounded nature is what made the stuff, like, the weirdness scary to begin with. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's interesting, for sure. There's also a really big point. This will relevant again a little later when we talk about his 11th dimensional arguments but uh like they made a big point about him getting a body and gaining a third dimension <laughs> like that was, yeah, that was a, a massive huge accomplishment point. for him <laughs> and it would be really weird to say that either before or after that point he suddenly gained a lot more dimensions that weren't shown off his whole point is that he wants to ascend to higher dimensions to show that off And I don't know. It's this weird gray area of people wanting to describe Bill to be stronger. So
1: he sounds more in line with how he's been described. But then the price for doing that often involves unwriting a lot of his major plot points or limitations that
0: made him interesting. Yeah, it's it's I agree. I feel like it's important to look at the limitations that the show had because they had them for a reason. Yeah. And I don't necessarily want to say, you know, we're trying to keep him to what the author intended him to be. Uh, but we are trying to keep him to what is shown. Um, going over just some rapid fire hacks he has, not many of these were meaningful because they either wouldn't incapacitate Sephiroth, or, who just resists everything, or he would resist them. Yep. So, um, he has like disassembled furniture and people to rearrange and like teleport them. Um, which could is be, neat. That could be interpreted a
1: couple different ways. He could
0: maybe stop that process halfway through, I suppose, and then they are unbound. But to me, it felt more like a fancy effect on teleportation.
1: Yeah. Um. So, which is frustrating because he was... That's where he's talking with uh, either Ford or Stan. Ford, yeah. Right? He's kind of using it as a narrative device, like, as he's talking to help keep things interesting. And he doesn't use it in combat. And I'm sure he could. The issue is... Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. He also has a thing where he brings Mabel inside of his stomach. Yeah. um, Which is kind of similar, bringing
0: someone away for a short time and then teleporting them Though, to be fair, that one was in the mindscape. Mm. So a little more ambiguous on whether he could do that or not. Um, It's, I do believe that Bill is probably more powerful than he demonstrated in the show. And he just didn't have a reason to display that level of power when he's fighting literal children and normal people. But I don't think it's that vastly different because he was struggling with a giant house trying to incapacitate him. He... Begging for help when he was trapped in a pocket dimension. Yeah, it's just I, – I I could believe he's slightly more powerful. But I feel like the limitations that he has shown are consistent with like the narrative of the show. Right. Um. He has his weirdness bubbles which do crazy things like create – they turn inanimate objects into animate objects. They'll like change the style that the show is in for one sequence. That was interesting. Um, They will just all sorts of random effects. It's kind of implied that they could do absolutely anything. It makes people go crazy, but most of those are going to be like transmutation, which Sephiroth is immune to or madness, which Sephiroth is immune to, or it, could create like a couch to help him fight, which he doesn't control the couch, and also it's a couch, so it's not very relevant in the fight. Um, like even if he was able to turn the mountain that they were near t- next to in that animation into something fighting for him, Sephiroth is above that and could destroy the mountain. Right. So it just it didn't matter. He could turn people into tapestries, which is transmutation, and Sephiroth is a mean too. You could shuffle the functions of every hole in someone's face, which might work on Sephiroth. That's actually. transmutation, for sure. That's how we ended up classifying it, but I see the argument for that being different more than I see it for a lot of other things. How? Because you're not changing the material that it is. Transmutation is more like turning one thing into something else, whereas this is just rearranging the same thing. It... I mean, you're changing one part of his face into another. Okay, what's the transmutation? If anything, I feel like this would be lesser transmutation. But it does feel distinct enough to me that I could see the argument. Are you looking up that definition?
1: Yeah. The conversion of base metals into gold or silver. Oh,
0: it is not that. Um... Well, that's kind of the context around transmutation, though, is that it was something created in alchemy in order to create gold out of not gold to make money. And in its, like, application in pop culture and other media, it has become something similar where it turns one thing into another thing. Mm -hmm. So it's a little different, but if anything, it's weaker. Uh, He's petrified someone, which Sephiroth is immune to. Uh, Petrification specifically and also transmutation, if you wanted to classify it like that. Uh, Stanford says that Bill's power grows stronger every minute, which might be true, but it's not to a relevant degree. Um, if they said like Bill's power
1: grows 50% stronger every second that he fights and then four fights, we see that like measurably like 20 seconds in, he's way stronger than he was and another 20 seconds. He's way stronger. Is that something we would carry on into an animation that might go beyond the time frame he's operated in? Mm.
0: I'd be a little worried about that getting into, like, no-limit fallacy territory where we just say he's infinitely strong over time. Uh, You can actually increase to infinity. But anyway, the point is that I I would be a little worried about going over too much, but I think that would probably be reasonable to include since, like, if it was demonstrated to be a real measurable part of who he is Mm -hmm. – but it just, it wasn't.
1: The increases yeah. weren't enough. That, that's the same argument as the sonic light speed in base form. Uh, at this rate, you'll, or at this rate of growth, you'll surpass light speed. Which, we just don't know what the rate of growth is. I could say that about, <laughs> like, anyone. Like, moving your hand at the rate that your hand is increasing, if
0: maintained. Yeah, as long as you only measure it at, like, right after you start and right before you end. Like, it could... <laughs> it yeah. could seem like it's an infinite potential for
1: growth. People are going to think that's what we're saying about the Sonic feat. And that's not the point or necessarily accurate.
0: Yeah. You need to stop bringing up Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway, I've also seen people say that like we only used bill where he was at in the show. And it's not fair because if we used him at some point in the future, after he gained all of his power, he would be way stronger and therefore win, which might be true, but we aren't using a bill from the future that didn't happen. We're using the bill that we see. The whole point is he wasn't good enough to make it to that. Right. So, I I don't know. It's... I don't think it matters. Uh, weirdness wave, which is the same as the weirdness bubbles, but in wave form. Uh, he turns Stanford to gold, which is petrification or transmutation, and he Sephiroth is immune to both of those. Just um, so dumb. Like, Sephiroth resists... Everything, and it's so cool at the same time. He rotates the entire local region in the Mindscape. He tips his hat, and the world tips with him. But that didn't affect anything. Like, Dipper was fine.
1: It made him trip, but not fall like he... Mm -hmm.
0: And also, Sephiroth is not not necessarily immune to that, but he does fight a summon who does the same thing, but more impressive. Really? Yeah, the summon flips the entire world. Um... And then it falls? I don't know. It's kind of ambiguous. But it definitely at least flips the local region completely upside down. What's that one? Called? Just 90 degrees. Typhon? Typhon? Cool. Typhoon? Something like that. Uh, he claims to be made out of pure energy, but that was in the Mindscape and before he got a physical form. After he got a physical form, he was no longer made out of energy. So And that didn't was matter. able to be hurt. Uh, when he's summoned, he stops time, but not actually. It only looks like it's stop time because he puts everyone to sleep and mm. then he controls the mindscape. We treated it as if it were stopping time. Yes, but. which Sephiroth is immune to. <laughs> right. Uh, when he comes from Weird Weirdmageddon, he seems He's to, to sleep, stop time again. Yeah. Uh, and again, Sephiroth is immune to it and he doesn't actually stop time because uh, like people still run away from him. So he doesn't have the full control of time that he might be implied to. Uh, You talked about how he absorbed and spat Mabel back out. That was in the mindscape. He might be able to do it, but it was, I don't know. It it doesn't nullify every attack because he takes physical damage. Mm -hmm. So it's not reliable, at least. He did read Mabel's mind one time and create a physical representation of what he read. So there is an argument that he could read minds, it just I don't think would matter in this fight. Yeah, that was
1: something we had to talk about with Mewtwo versus Sephiroth, is Mewtwo would also be able to instantly read his mind. Yeah, the
0: difference is that Mewtwo had things that could theoretically get him the win, whereas Bill doesn't. Um, I mean, I guess you could argue that Bill might, maybe he could conjure a giant anime sword out of nothing to surprise Sephiroth. I guess we didn't consider that angle. A lot of the, the wind conditions we thought Mewtwo had, though, ended up going away last minute. So yeah, he didn't have as much as we thought anyway. Uh, and he can shapeshift in the mindscape, at least, into Seuss um, and act like people, which wouldn't matter. And it, we also referenced.
1: He into a lot of other things, too. Mostly while he's dying. I guess so. Like uh, stone and whatnot. Um, something I saw... Do you have more? Uh, nope, that's the hacks. So something that I saw is Bill could... Or Sephiroth might be able to resist all these things, but Bill could just make it so he doesn't resist
0: them. Yeah, with his uh, reality warping. Which is just not something he's shown to be able to do. Um, I think they meant they would possess us.
1: He would possess us to go find the creators of Final Fantasy VII. No, yeah. I'm pretty you, you sure. You did feel inclined to start learning Japanese around the time we were working on this episode, oh, right? Oh, Bill's got a <laughs> That's long-term That's Bill working plans. on you. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know. I, I think the argument is that he would be able to basically look at the makeup of Sephiroth and flip the resistances to their off position, like it's a breaker or something. Uh, and then Sephiroth wouldn't be able to resist something. And I, I don't think he can do that. Um, You could say Sephiroth could do that. And there's about as much to back it up. I mean, to be fair, uh, Bill does have more reality warping abilities than Sephiroth. So it's more supported. But it just like even aside from um, specifically getting rid of resistances, which you could say, of course, he doesn't show that because no one has them in Gravity Falls. Um, Actually, you know what? That's wrong because uh, Ford has a metal plate in his skull. And that makes him immune to Bill's mind influence. And Bill doesn't get rid of that. Let's
1: just plot into stupidity,
0: though. And if it (laughs) wasn't owned by freaking Disney and the mouse, then... uh, So, yeah, I guess there is an example of that not happening. There you go. Uh, It's, I don't know.
1: The thing is, people say a lot of time they have an issue with our research. What they really have an issue with is our interpretations. Yeah,
0: which I get. Yeah. Uh, I don't blame people for disagreeing. With I'm hoping, though, that these
1: can show people just how much you actually look into it. And I pretend like it was me.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. There's so much to talk about with these characters. I'm already skipping huge portions of what we looked into. Like, I've I've read the whole Journal 3. I've watched the show, read all the comics. Uh, I didn't read the books. I actually somehow missed that there were books. Um, but no one talks about those books. I saw people bring them up in the comments and say, if we looked into them, we would know how strong bill is, but they mean journal three. They don't mean the actual novels. Mm -hmm. Um, if we look at bill again, I will read those though. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which based off these views I'm not opposed to looking at Bill again and we are slowly turning into cartoon rewind I'm pretty sure that he doesn't actually show up in those books because the wiki doesn't have any appearances from him in them Um, which is I think how I miss them because I only looked at the stuff that had him or the nightmare realm in it Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah it was my bad I wasn't thorough enough but from what I've seen none of the arguments hinge on stuff happening there at least Um, we have a couple of arguments for scaling. Uh, We have people saying he should be outerversal because he possessed his author, which we've talked about. Meaning
1: capable to function outside of his universe.
0: Yeah, um, I'm going to be honest. I don't understand outerversal compared to a lot of the other terms for higher end stuff. But the idea is that he exists so far outside of his reality that it is like malleable putty to him. And he can do whatever he wants with it. Gotcha. Like, um, since he's out of Versal, he could do things like just get rid of the barrier trapping trapping him in Gravity Falls. Or just make it so that he knows the knowledge he was seeking from Ford. Mm -hmm. or Teleport out of his
1: mind. Yeah.
0: Or just make it so that the twins he's chasing are captured. Or make his own three-dimensional form take over. Or make it so he doesn't have to wait for Ford to create a portal for trillions of years. Because he can just do what he wants. Um, But yeah, so uh, that's not true because it's very obviously contradicted by a huge amount of things. We've talked about it. He's just in the same world as his author. So he can possess people. Sure. But it's not because he's like some crazy entity. Yeah. Uh, And then we have bill scaling to being 11th dimensional because, all right. So the argument here is there's a UFO in the show that, crashed and it is arguably the cause of all the weirdness in um, Gravity Falls, but it's a little ambiguous. But the point is that in the journal, Ford says that the only place that he's seen the skeletal structure of the people remaining in that UFO is with this one race of aliens called the uh, Trilas Beta Aliens. I don't know how to pronounce that word. It's got two Z's and an X at the end. But yeah, they, they, he says, exist somewhere between 7 and 11 dimensions uh, at a time. And that's why they probably crashed, is because they're existing in all of these at once. And so they have a terrible sense of direction. Um, and so what people say is that there are these guys existing in 11 dimensions, and they are afraid of Bill. Mm-hmm. And therefore, Bill has to be a threat to 11 dimensions and is therefore 12th dimensional. The problem is that there <laughs> is no source on them being afraid of Bill. Um, I looked and could not find one. I mean, maybe that's I'm why wrong. they crashed.
1: They saw a picture of Bill and freaked out. They like <laughs> swerved out of the I way. Yes,
0: I, I double checked. Uh, I looked through everything. I tried to find sources online and they're not like no one has ever shared one. Um, I found the source for the seven to 11th dimensional existence, but nothing about Bill at all in relation to them. Uh, I think that the argument is that Ford in other instances says that Bill is a threat to the multiverse and the multiverse includes these guys who are 11th dimensional. And therefore he has to be a threat to them because he's a threat to the multiverse and therefore is 12th dimensional. Um... I don't know. What are your thoughts on all that?
1: It it sounds like people really wanting Bill to be more than he is to me. Um, Like, it, it's just, it, it's not what's going on here. And it's built off of the premise that having a higher number in front of dimension makes you more powerful, which we don't buy into. And it's built upon Bill being able to intimidate these guys which we don't buy into and it's there's just so many layers here and it makes me frustrated because i liked gravity falls it was a perfectly fine show and i i feel like this changes changes the show for the sake of having a stronger bill in a versus argument like i don't know this stuff gets me going whether it's um, whether it's Bill Cipher or another character entirely, just the bar for versus battles gets raised higher and higher to by, by characters who are all interpreted, in my opinion, too generously and things that don't hold up. And then in order to have your character be stronger, you need to add like very weak arguments for eleventh dimension or twelfth dimension Bill. And it just it detracts from the story, and it detracts from the character and what made them interesting. And and I think it makes it... That's all like, I have to say about
0: that. Not... Like, you can't animate a battle with an 11th dimensional being and make that fun. Because nothing that he ever showed in the show would be relevant. <laughs> well, people will say that's why they didn't show it, but he's still that. Yeah, I guess. There's a lot of problems, even with the argument, um, beyond our normal interpretations, like these aliens died from the crash in the third dimension. So, <coughs> I don't know if that is meant to disprove that they are seven to 11th dimensional, but they can at least be drastically affected by things in the third dimension. So you don't need to be 11th dimensional to threaten them. You just need to be 3-dimensional. Um, there Um is the argument that they aren't even 11th dimensional. They just like basically exist in seven to 11 parallel universes at once and share bodies. Who wrote this, by the way, (coughs) wrote what their source of them being 11th dimensional. Like, was it a character? Yeah, that was Ford. (laughs) Okay. Um, he didn't actually even say that these things that he found were, uh, the things that exist in those dimensions. He said that the only thing he's seen with the same skeletal structure is those creatures. Um, um, So it might not even be, it might not even be them. Uh, I don't know. It's just a lot of issues. You don't need to like, like, even if the universe was afraid of Bill or he was a threat to the universe or multiverse, uh, it doesn't actually mean that he could destroy the entire multiverse at a whim. Mm -hmm. Like he was trapped for like a trillion years in the nightmare realm. I mean, that's longer than our universe has been around by a huge margin. Um, And like in all of that time, he didn't destroy other dimensions. He didn't destroy other universes. He might have been a threat to them, but it's under the context of him breaking into their dimension and getting free reign. It's not like he's this universal... uh, That's going to have a different context. It's not like he's this unconditional threat to everything. It's that under very specific circumstances, he can threaten a reality. And if he is left unchecked, those circumstances will eventually happen and he'll be let loose. Yeah. Um,
1: In my opinion, I think that dimensions make much more sense to interpret as location rather than power. Um, I agree. And and I think that's that's something you do with versus battles is you bring people to the same
0: location to have them battle. Yeah. Um, I mean, if someone was legitimately represented in multiple dimensions, um, we would include that. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we could include that, but we'd find a way. Um, And it's just that it's almost always contradicted. Uh, they're very rarely characters who are presented in a believable way that they exist in more than one dimension. A good
1: example is
0: Lovecraftian horrors. That's what I was thinking. They are basically the prime example for existing in other dimensions, higher dimensions, because the whole concept is that you don't see their whole being. They never look the same. They're always changing because what you see is basically a plane intersecting with them and Mm. it's And they exist on such a higher dimension that even, like,
1: sometimes even just thinking about them is going to ruin your brain. Not that that's something that would always happen with something like that. Lovecraft is so cool. It really is. We should do uh, Cthulhu versus a Mind Flayer sometime. Don't you feel like having a Lovecraftian character in a versus battle would kind of defeat the purpose of a Lovecraftian character? I do think that they
0: don't work super well when they are able to be fought. Versus a Mind Flayer? They look the same. Okay. Anyway, moving on, back to Bill. I mean, that's kind of where we're standing about the, the 11th dimensional people. It just It's not very supported. I think some of the evidence is made up. Um, and there are explanations other than Bill being 12th dimensional for them.
1: There are certain feats that get shared around so much that people don't
0: ever go to check the source, and they yes. end up not existing. That happens all the time. And no so. one believes me when I bring them up, because... They feel like we lowball everything else and so we're lying about that thing. Check your sources. If you want to convince us of
1: anything, rather than making a statement, take like a screenshot of what's going on from the actual source. And I promise you we will pay so much more attention to that than if you just say something.
0: Yeah. Uh, Okay, lore. We have Bill should absolutely... I guess we talked about this about him not lying about deals and why his presentation to Ford was accurate with him growing huge and biting the planet in half. Um, he does lie about deals. Yeah. Uh, and then we talked about him being a higher dimensional being um, arguments. Uh, these are all of the arguments I've seen for why Bill should have one. One I saw brought up a lot is that Bill has infinite power, which, as far as I could tell, has literally no source. Uh, So I'm very confused about where that came from. I suppose if you use the interpretation that the second dimension he destroyed was infinite, he would have had to have infinite power. Here's
1: an example of him not having infinite power. Um, Him punching a barrier and it not breaking. And him having to hit it many, many times.
0: Yes. Or him hitting the... Uh, the treehouse thing and it not being destroyed. Treehouse. I guess that was the mystery shack.
1: If May. power is infinite, can you hold back on it? No.
0: That's it will kinda always kinda be infinite. Which is why basically no characters get infinite power in our series because we like under I don't want to say we understand infinity. That sounds condescending. That but does. We, we treat- That's like the most condescending like I didn't we mean understand infinity no, over here at the Smash Bracket. Not what I meant. I mean that we treat infinity as actually being infinite. Um, and so you can't reduce infinity. It is always infinity. Um, and so like if a character ever has showings where they are measurably less than infinite, they can't have infinite power. It's just not possible.
1: Um, people I know for a fact are going to say but there's different kinds of infinite like there's levels of infinity
0: there are and it, it the only way that it makes sense the only way that you could say this character demonstrated a feat of infinite power and it didn't have infinite destructive effects is by saying there's a higher level of infinity and the thing that they hit had a durability that was a higher level of infinity but in that case, it would do absolutely nothing. So yeah. the options are with infinite power, you either destroy everything you hit in one hit, or you can't do any damage to something because it operates at a higher level of infinity than you. There's no other options. Yeah. Um So it's problematic, but also not backed up. Yeah. Per bill. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh I've seen people say that he is completely invincible to physical attacks, which... Demonstrably wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of instances of him being heard I, I've heard show. a
1: lot of people say that's just his physical form, though. I don't know how to interpret that. Maybe you will.
0: Uh, I mean, I suppose that could be true. Um, In which case, I hate to break it to you, but his physical form is his stronger form and what we used. Uh, I think there are some incorporeal enemies in Final Fantasy, which would imply that Sephiroth could hurt Bill even in his spirit form but even if he couldn't, uh, Bill couldn't do anything to Sephiroth in uh, the mental form <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't really know what the end goal of that argument is to be honest uh, I've seen people say that he could regenerate infinitely, which we've talked about even if that's true um, it would take too long to matter in our series. He also had
1: to pray for help to
0: come back when he was being destroyed. Yeah. Um, So there's definitely limits to that. Uh, I saw one person argue to get back into dimensional stuff that Bill's 3D form that we see is actually just his shadow and that his true self is a 4D self. So anything done to his 3D self wouldn't matter because he's actually in 4D and Sephiroth could only hurt his shadow. Why did they argue that? Because we have shadows that are two dimensional. And so a fourth dimensional being would have a three dimensional shadow. Peter and Pan. So therefore bill is fourth dimensional.
1: I they uh, they didn't have a lot that. of
0: connecting arguments there. Um, it sounds
1: like a lot of these are just, I really wanted bill to win and
0: yeah. I mean, some of them tie together. Like you could say, so, Tying this back to the weird Mageddon portal thing, you could say that Bill exists at least on four dimensions, and therefore, because he exists on that, it has to be his shadow because he can't be there in three dimensions. Even if we accepted that Bill was fourth dimensional, though, that's not how Gravity Falls works. Uh, He would be intersecting with the third dimension on a third dimensional plane, and Sephiroth could still affect him there, just like it was shown to happen with Ford. Right which I really love that that scene exists. Me too. Um, Bill is galaxy level because he can offer someone a galaxy. And to that, I You can buy a star online.
1: (laughs) It has just about as much weight as those offers.
0: That is true. That is true. I was about to offer you a galaxy to prove how strong I was. Do you think Um, you can buy galaxies online? I guess I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Like... (laughs) Do you think he has a license for these offers? We should start selling galaxies to people. Actually, that's pretty cool merch. Who's going to
0: stop us? Bill? <laughs> the galaxy. Actually, control. Bill might stop us. I would be up for... I don't want to be Bill, actually. That would be <laughs> terrible. Uh, but yeah, um, I suppose... I don't know. Even if, even if we treat that offer as legitimate, what does it mean to offer someone their own galaxy? Like there's no context to to what he's actually offering there i could claim to be the ruler of the milky way galaxy and like no one would stop me muhammad ali's gotten pretty close to saying stuff
1: like that before he would be fun to do in a versus battle debate yeah uh,
0: you should scale him to statements <laughs> but yeah anyway it just there's no, there's too that. much ambiguity there to use Someone did. That. It wasn't
1: Muhammad Ali. It was a Seth the Programmer video with Bruce Lee versus Mike Tyson. Remember. It's like Mike Tyson could actually stop an oncoming truck with his fists.
0: <laughs> I don't remember exactly what he said. That but. was an interesting video. Uh, so Bill can. Uh, actually, you brought this one up about him being able to remove Seth's immunities. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill's hacks are way stronger than what Sephiroth has resisted, so it would bypass his resistances. So the general sentiment of this, I agree with in that I feel like you could bypass resistances or immunities, but Bill hasn't demonstrated anything greater than what Sephiroth has endured. Um, final fantasy is crazy. It really is like, it gets kind of hard to compare (laughs) some of these things. Like how do you compare which transmutation is greater turning into a frog or turning into a tapestry? Um, it's just by, by nature of being a JRPG, it
1: starts with like, oh no, our town is in trouble and these people are... Th- those rapscallions, you s- stop them, you. And then later on it's, oh no, this guy's threatening all of existence and is
0: God. Like, yeah, RPGs get crazy. Um, But yeah, I don't know. There... I I agree with the sentiment. And if Bill had demonstrated to be like measurably more powerful than what Sephiroth has resisted in any way, we would have let that bypass the resistance.
1: Abilities like that are also hard to measure to say what's more than something else, which is part of the problem. When
0: it's vague, we just can't say that. That did remind me
1: of an argument that I had seen come up, which is uh, Bill Cipher could have just... Transformed the supernova into something else um which if you want to talk about hacks being on a greater level, first off it's faster than he'd be able to react to from what he's shown but second off way more than anything we've ever seen him affect in a single go yeah I guess potentially
0: though, and then Sephiroth just stabs him yeah he he's definitely a lot of people I saw bring up that it's really lame that Sephiroth wins with supernova because that's the only thing that ever matters for Sephiroth, but he won without Seph or without supernova. Oh yeah. People
1: think we used supernova in Mewtwo versus Sephiroth and I don't blame them. Um, But we didn't. Uh, I guess there was the meteor. That was meteor. Um, But yeah, he didn't need supernova. Didn't need a pocket dimension. He could, I think just rush him and stab him right from the get go. If he wanted
0: to, he wouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, Bill says that he controls space matter and time itself after killing Time Baby. He does say that and has never demonstrated it. So like We've seen him control limited amounts of space matter and time.
1: Yeah. But,
0: but he can't like, rewind are talking time. About it. He stops time, but it doesn't matter cuz Sephiroth's is immune to that. So it just like he just hasn't demonstrated any amount of control that would matter in this fight. Yeah. Uh Bill would win if he wasn't made by disney i could I could believe it that's Bill could win if he was a different character <laughs> right it's just i i don't know i've seen a lot of people argue for what I like to call hypothetical bill, which is Bill, but if everything in the show was different, and I agree that if everything in the show was different, he would be much stronger um but we're not looking at hypothetical bill yeah so i don't i don't know what to say that's a concept that I think comes out
1: or comes up a lot in versus debating from, uh, or with a couple different,
0: I've seen a lot of characters where people say that they are way stronger than they ever showed. And they definitely could be strong if they wanted to. They just don't. And I, which is an argument for Sephiroth, who also
1: never really shows you his
0: limits. Yeah. Aside from dying from getting stabbed, but like he never, well, even that there are statements that that wasn't his limits. It's just that he got caught off guard. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Bill could just teleport to another dimension when Sephiroth used supernova. No, we can't. He cannot control. He cannot travel himself through dimensions. Sephiroth is only immune to magic and Bill doesn't use that. We talked about that. Um, it's the same word for different things. Yeah. Um, and we would just be getting too into the weeds. I also don't think anything he does. Like who's to say the magic isn't warping reality with magic. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, we talked about Bill destroying his home dimension. Uh, and we talked about the quantum destabilizer being like a special weakness. Um, Bill would be much more powerful if he had been successful in the show and had the time to grow to his full power. I, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. So and that's not the character. That is hypothetical Bill again. Hypothetical Bill. Uh, and then we have Bill's an extreme genius who could outsmart anyone and we <coughs> underplayed his intelligence. So, yes, Bill is really freaking smart. Um, I think we maybe like we probably underplayed his intelligence, I guess. But he's intelligence also and strategy are different. Yeah. He's also regularly outsmarted by like children and regular people. He would be all of them in trivia, though. Yeah. That's true. Um, Also, Sephiroth is like insanely smart as well and actually uses that in combat. Yeah. I mean, he makes a lot of dumb decisions like not killing people right away and being killed by cloud over and over again for some reason Mm because he just keeps getting surprised. You know, if he didn't do that, though, he'd be much stronger. I want shocked Pikachu version of Sephiroth. What do you mean? We got the shocked Pikachu meme where he's just surprised. Oh, yeah. With that still frame. Yeah. Yeah. We need something like that for Sephiroth whenever he dies. Um,
1: Oh, I do see, or there is one more thing I've seen up a couple times, which is Supernova is just an illusion. So it wouldn't kill Bill. Yes. Um,
0: That is a very, very common argument online by people who have casually consumed the media. And I believed that when I was only going off of Final Fantasy VII. And then you realize there's like a billion official sources confirming that Supernova is like an actual thing that happens. Um, so unfortunately, it is not an illusion.
1: I think they use the illusion interpretation in his death battle appearance, which is probably where a decent amount of people are getting it.
0: I That sounds familiar. And one, uh, It's just, I don't know. Like I agree that there's a lot of stuff that hints that it could be an illusion and if it weren't for the other sources that's probably how we would use we would rule it uh, cuz it just is nonsensical um but there are explanations for why it's nonsensical he's teleporting them to another dimension he's attacking that dimension That's why he can it's reuse it It's still stupid. It, it but... is still stupid. But like it's explained and it's it's clearly something that is actually physically happening unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, that is, that is all we have on Bill. Um, I was initially attend- intending to go through both fighters, but uh, then I realized that the only thing that people brought up was stuff about Bill and also that this has taken forever already. Yeah. We're at an hour, 40 minutes, hour, 50 minutes,
1: something like that. So, um, I don't think that there's too much to go over with Sephiroth
0: in comparison. Yeah, The only points of contention I saw brought up were what you said, that uh, Supernova could be an illusion. And then a few points about uh, Sephiroth tanking Supernova, which could be that maybe he's just immune to his own magic, so it shouldn't be durability. And maybe it is just uh, like he projects an illusion of himself there. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I've seen people expand on that further saying it can't kill cloud or his party. So,
0: uh, so you shouldn't like give it the real value of it's
1: yeah. Effect. It, it's worth, uh, like 15, clo of a cloud.
0: Yeah. Um, on, I don't know. I, I get where people are coming from. I'm honestly still a little undecided on it myself. You see it destroy planets, like just shoot through it and it's clear it's doing crazy stuff. Yeah, but it also, like, slows down weird, and it's really weird that Sephiroth is just completely unaffected by it. But it's also, the only time we see him actually just tank it is when he is safer Sephiroth. And it's the only safer Sephiroth feat that we have, except the comparisons where you could say that this has to be the strongest Sephiroth because it's, like, the last form you fight so, I don't know. I, a, I don't feel like a good question I saw empire.
1: about Sephiroth on our Mewtwo video is, would he be able to get into safer Sephiroth form
0: within a battle? Honestly, I have no idea. There's no context about safer Sephiroth at all. That's um, a similar argument I see with, like, hypersonic or things that require a ritual.
1: Like, well, it's just hard I to mean, know.
0: There are details about how hypersonic happens. At I least. gotta stop talking about with, Sonic. You do. With safer Sephiroth, it's literally, like you go to this place and it's like, we're going to fight Sephiroth now. And then you fight Genova, Jenova synthesis. And then after you beat that, it like fades to black and then fades in with Bizarro Sephiroth. And then after you beat that, it fades to black and then it fades in with safer Sephiroth. And there's no dialogue or explanation for anything ever. It's not clarified in any additional sources. So it just is a thing that happens with no context or explanation. So uh, maybe it's something he can only access in very specific situations. Maybe it's something he could do whenever he wants. It might actually not even be Sephiroth. It might just be like things that he summons, but we assume it is because it's his name. So it it's weird. It's frustrating. And that's why we don't use it in the animation much. Also, it mm. looks stupid. <laughs> it looks so bad. Uh, I've seen some uh, updated renders of it, though, that like fans have made. And that looks pretty cool. Oh, really? So it'll probably look better whenever the remake gets to that point in 12 years. Hopefully.
1: <laughs> anyway, anything else for bill versus <laughs> Sephiroth?
0: I think we've cut or touched on about everything I've seen. There's a lot <laughs> that we could get into with Sephiroth if we wanted to go over all of his feats, but I feel like people are generally happy with where we have him um, and have less problems there. And I figure that if people want us to do a deep dive on Sephiroth, we should do that as a different video.
1: Yeah. This, um, most of the concerns, like you said, were with Bill.
0: Yeah. So I think what we'll do with this series is deep dives into one character, how they interact in the battle, or maybe just arguments about a battle in general mm-hmm. instead of we a specific kind figure.: of Yeah. Like uh, video by video. Or podcast by podcast. But yeah, I guess uh let us know if there's another character you want us to dive into. If you want us to do Sephiroth. If not, we will probably do this again uh for characters when we talk about Greninja versus Diddy Kong. Mm-hmm. Which is coming up next. Yep. All right. Well, then we will
1: see you all. Yeah. Later. Thank you guys for watching or listening wherever you're at. Not exactly sure where we're going to post this. Um...
0: <laughs> I think we're going to try and have it as a podcast on all major podcast platforms.
1: And I'll probably upload it. it- Uh, Upload it to the YouTube channel for Smash Bracket Crew. Uh,
0: I do know that it helps a lot with podcasts if you can go like leave a review, especially on iTunes, since apparently they're the only podcast platform that matters. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, Which Bill, by
1: the way, can possess all of you to make you go leave a positive review for this. Um, (laughs)
0: Yes, please go leave a positive review, five stars, or Bill will steal into your reality from all of the triangles in your house and possess you.
1: Oh my gosh. What counts as a triangle? Does a square count as two triangles? I think a square is four triangles. Oh, depending on how you divide it. I guess you're kind of right. Anyway, um, yeah, thank you all for listening. This has been going on for a while, but it was a lot of fun, and I hope it kind of gives you a better insight into how our brains work and the the behind-the-scenes of this.
0: If there's uh, any other topics you want us to cover in this format, let us know as well.
1: And we'll see you in the next one.
0: Bye.